Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts in this afternoon talking about the Packers, David Bakhtiari, and more. As Packers training camp kicks off today, good day for NFL fans, but... No one better to talk about it with than none other than Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Doherty. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Pete, how are you this afternoon? Thanks for the time, man. Sure, I'm doing well. How about you guys? Not too bad. Obviously pretty excited because we're getting closer and closer to the start of the NFL season with training camp underway, especially in Green Bay today. But obviously, Pete, the story of training camp today has been David Bakhtiari, and I think we are all we all kind of stood up a little bit when we saw him on the pup list to begin training camp, hoping that he could maybe be activated, you know, during training camp. But, you know, today, obviously we hear from Brian Gutekinds that he suffered another procedure. He also himself said that it's not even really the ACL injury anymore. It's other stuff going on in that knee. I mean, how I, I'm not even going to say, are you expecting him to be back for week one? But like when, I guess, when would you expect David Bakhtiari or how worried are you about this knee injury right now? Yeah, your uh, your guess is as as good as mine. I mean, there's been so many setbacks with this. I mean, it's just a huge red flag. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, theoretically, he could be back for the opener. Uh, nothing that's happened to this point suggests that that's how it's going to go. But we don't. We just don't. We don't know. You know, one thing, and I don't know how how much to read into this, but you know, they have got a bunch of guys on. PUP and the non-football injury list, which, you know, I mean, just means they can't practice until they pass their physical. And they were working during practice on the side, doing kind of conditioning drills, footwork stuff, all that. And he was not among that group. So that suggests he's farther away than all those guys, you know? Um, And I just don't know when he'll be back or if he'll be back and how good he'll be when he does come back. It could be, He's back for the opener. He might stay on PUP and miss, you know, close to the first half of the season. Who knows? Um, there's just no predicting with the ups and downs, mostly downs of his recovery from the ACL surgery. Plus, I he obviously had um, more damage than just the ACL, like he said. But, you know, he hasn't said whether it was MCL, cartilage, could be both. Um, but it's uh, it's got to be a huge red flag because that's such a crucial position. Right, and obviously along with David Bakhtiari, the other best offensive lineman on the Packers, Elton Jenkins also dealing with the ACL injury as well. But based on the first day of camp, and I've kind of seen some of the tweets and all that and how the configurations have been working out, but I was assuming that Bakhtiari might not be ready to go for week one, and then we're also waiting for Elton Jenkins about halfway through the season to hopefully hopefully come back at that time. Excuse me. 
How do you see the offensive line kind of shaking out until then with Yash Nijman definitely having to step up, but could also their draft pick out of UCLA, Sean Ryan, also be making opportunity or getting opportunities to start right away? Yeah, it's, it's really wide open. And it was, you know, last year, I don't know if you remember, but they had both guard spots were open and they had three, three guys going for it. And in the end, a fourth guy, Royce Newman, ended up a rookie, fourth round pick, ended up went in one of the two spots, kind of came out of nowhere. I think we're looking at a similar thing this year with, you know, the two or three positions open. I think, you know, Nyman's got to be a pretty decent bet to start at left tackle. I thought he played pretty solid overall last year, um, you know, with Bakhtiari out and then Jenkins getting hurt. You know, I think, uh, I think Nyman played eight games, I think it was. Um, so our, you know, if you're betting, you're betting on him winning that job. But the right guard and right tackle, um, there's any of four or five guys who would end up there and, you know, like you said, it, you know, Ryan was working with the twos at right guard today, but, you know, just like Newman last year, in fact, Newman came from farther down the depth chart. I mean, Ryan could end up winning the job. Newman was working right tackle with the, with the starters today, as a matter of fact, and Jake Hansen was the right guard. But um, I'm sure we'll see all sorts of combinations of players, and uh, who knows who will end up with those two jobs. I wouldn't bet a lot on any one of those particular guys right now. It could be any two of, of four or five guys. Right. Once again, we're talking with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can follow him on Twitter, at Pete Doherty. Talking about Packers training camp, David Bakhtiari, stuff like that. Moving away from the offensive line, the other, obviously, a big question mark that all the fans are worrying about kind of right now is the wide receiver group. But on top of that, we obviously know that Christian Watson's on the pup list right now, recovering from minor knee surgery in June. Do we kind of have an update or any idea of like if he'll be ready to go during training camp or is it more so a thing that they honestly don't I know Matt LaFleur all day has been saying there's no expectations for any of these guys and when they're going to be back but do you have any gauge on like Christian Watson and his uh, recovery yeah you know I it's it's smart to be really skeptical of anything they say about injuries Um, you know I just tend to not believe much of it but you know sometimes they do give indications of at least what you know, their best read is. And I think in Gutekunst's press conference today, he said he expected Watkins back very soon and Watson back sooner rather than later. That suggests they expect Watson back at least before camp ends. That's, that's what that suggests to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as we've seen, you know, especially with Bakhtiari here, you never know how these things are going to go. And um, so I don't know for sure when Watson will be back, but, it does, they did make it sound like they expect him back sometime during camp, whether that means two weeks in or four weeks in. Uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine there. Right. Obviously, though, the aside from the rookie wide receivers, the veteran wide receiver that fans and certainly the Green Bay Packers are expecting to definitely step up this year, Alan Lazard. I've been obviously following along today with a lot of the tweets. I know we can't make too much out of today and until the pads go on, but Alan Lazard, I mean, how much are you, what are you kind of expecting from him this year? The fact that he kind of waited out and this is finally, we get to see him this year after waiting out for that hopeful long-term contract that he never got. What are your expectations for Alan Lazard going into this season? Well, I would think, you know, he's going to get a lot of targets. He's the most experienced, uh, productive guy, you know, Cobb has played longer, but Lazard's younger and, you know, has more upside and um, he's going to be their de facto, you know, number one guy. I don't think he's going to get a, you know, I don't know. I can't even remember how many targets Adams got last year. Uh, might've been a size 150, but I don't think it'll be anything like that, but I could see Lazard catching, 
you know, 70 balls this year, maybe even a, a little more than that. Cause I mean, it's the NFL, you throw the ball a lot. Somebody has got to catch it. Um, so I would think he would have statistically a good year. I don't think he's the kind of, I mean, he's not a guy who's going to defenses aren't going to come into games, game planning to take this guy out of the game. He's just not, you know, the kind of dynamic guy that you would do that for. Um, you know, I don't think, is there even another team in the league where he'd be the number one guy? You wouldn't think so. Right. Um, but he'll, he'll have, I would assume if he stays healthy, he's going to get plenty of targets and lots of catches and a chance to, you know, to show, to, to show well and, and make a fair amount of money, uh, if he hits free agency next year. So obviously with the pass catchers, we all assume aside from the wide receivers that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon be a big part of this offense, but also, another player dealing with an ACL injury is Robert Tunyon. And unfortunately, while we wait for Robert Tunyon to come back, it's going to be a whole lot of Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuar. And I'm kind of keeping an eye on Patrick Taylor, who I know unfortunately had a turnover today at camp. But, I mean, do you think that that room of tight ends can certainly live up to the production that they're hoping for that once before Robert Tunyon comes back? Yeah, I mean, it's just there's not a ton of uh... – you know, just pure talent over there. I mean, Lewis is what I think 38. I mean, that yeah. is just beyond ancient for a, you know, a tight end in this league. Um, so, you know, I think Tyler Smith, like, you know, he, he could be a Tunyon like guy kind of coming up from nowhere. And, um, you know, he might get, he, he might end up being a little more productive than any of us uh, would have guessed, but I, it's really important. And, and Deguara, you know, he's a third round pick, so they need to um, start getting something out of him. You know, he had the ACL in his rookie season and that I think that affected him to come back even last year. I think it wasn't until late in the year where he started looking like he was full speed again. Um, but I getting Tunyon back and him being, you know, something close to what he was before the ACL injury, I think is a, uh, could, it could end up being a really important thing for this team because if he were, healthy he'd arguably be their most you know their best receiving target um so if they can get him back fairly early in the year and have him playing you know pretty good football by december um i think that would really help their their chances uh, assuming they make the postseason once again we're talking to pete doherty of the green bay press gazette follow him on twitter at pete doherty about packers training camp now Moving to the defensive side of the ball, because a lot of Packers fans are excited. Everyone's saying that they're hoping that this can be a top 10, top defense in the NFL. But especially with the cornerback position, it's it's good that obviously the Packers brought back Rasul Douglas. But did you see, like, what is the plan for whoever's going to fill in as the slot corner? Because obviously Rasul, Eric Stokes, and Jair, they have, if not any, experience at that slot corner position. Yeah, none of them is, uh, I mean, I guess physically... Alexander was the is the best built for it, you know, smaller, quicker guy. But he's so good on the outside. I think they want to keep him there as much as possible. Today it was uh, with the starters. It was all Douglas with the starters. Now hmm. um, this is this is part of installs. The first two weeks they have very specific parts of their offense and defense that they're putting in each day. It's not a random mix of everything that they do. It's you know it's really specific to to certain personnel groups and downs and distances and all that. Um, so, you know, maybe that'll change as the installs go, but it's sure, you know, reading off today and what they were doing in the off season, it looks like it's going to be primarily Douglas. And the best guess is maybe Alexander plays in there sometimes, depending on opponent and game plan. Um, you know, different teams have different kinds of receivers and there might be a really good receiver 
slot guy that they want to match Alexander with. Um, and, you know, you never know if they might throw somebody else in that slot mix too, like Savage. Maybe he'll play up there a little bit. But it looks like Douglas is going to be their primary uh, nickel guy. Once again, talking with Pete Torty of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Just one more for you here, Pete. I'm Leroy Butler, who I'm sure you'll talk to probably next week before he gets enshrined. He was kind of uh, always. He was kind of the one who was ahead of us on all this and thinking about when is Matt Lafleur, Brian Gutekinds, and Russ Ball going to get their extensions. And thankfully, you know, after the shareholders meeting with Mark Murphy, we figured out via the media that they in fact did get contract extensions. Now I know that the front office contracts are always they kind of keep them under. You know, they kind of hide their cards. They don't really reveal the details all too much. But I think all we can really tell at this point is that they're on the same timeline. Do, are we ever going to find any other details about Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekind's contracts, especially? Yeah, it'll eventually come out. Now, you know, it's not like with player contracts where, yeah. you know, the player contracts are filed with the Players Association and every agent, every certified agent has access to every contract. So those things get filed and boom, immediately any agent can look it up for anybody and they that's how the the really specific details uh get reported there's nothing there's no clearinghouse like that for the uh for coaches and GMs so this is just something that'll come out slowly most likely you know one of the agents who does primarily coaches and GMs will eventually find out what the contract is and leak that to to reporters um you know not the agent who did the contract but somebody else's agent uh, but it's, you know, that might take a little while. Um, it might take a, you know, a few weeks or a couple months, but yeah, we'll eventually uh, find out. But uh, I have, you know, I know no one's reported it and I haven't seen what the details are and how many years or, or what the pay is for uh, either of those guys. Gotcha. That is Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Doherty. Pete, thank you so much for the time. I'm sure the guys in the Wendy's Big Show, they'll have you on before Leroy Butler officially gets enshrined in Canton, Ohio. And once again, I'm sure we'll talk again before the regular season begins. Thank you so much for the time today, Pete. All right, sounds good. Thanks for uh, having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.